welcome to the Owners Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Prue Chapman, and I'm here to help you build a better business. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to grow your global empire, this is the place for you. My mission here is to inspire and educate a new wave of business owners. Business owners that value purpose and planet equally with profit and projections so that we can truly use business as a force for good. Here, I'll be sharing real-time, real-world strategies that I've learned from mentoring over 15,000 businesses. We'll be covering everything from entrepreneurial mindset and marketing right through to leadership, finances, growing your team, and everything in between. Most importantly, I'll be helping you build the business that's right for you. To get started, download my free guide to starting and scaling your business at theownerscollective.com forward slash start and scale. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back. So every Friday over on Instagram, I put out a call for any burning questions that you might want me to answer. And last week, one of my favorite business owners from Sydney asked me how she could better engage her employees. Now, given that most of you listening have started hiring or you're thinking about hiring in the near future, I thought this would be a really great opportunity to talk about how to authentically engage your team. So this is not a tactical tips and tricks type episode, but rather a deep dive psychological approach into engaging your team on a very human to human level. So you might be thinking, what's the difference? Well, things like staff lunches, free food in the kitchen and fitness sessions at lunch are quite tactical style approaches to keeping your people engaged. And don't get me wrong, they certainly do have their place. But if you want to go beyond the somewhat superficial team building type stuff, then you really need to take a deep dive into what really makes people tick. And that's where the psychology component comes in to help you identify what your staff need to need to stay engaged. So to really understand core human needs and desires, there's two pieces of work that I'm going to reference quite strongly in this episode, and I'd recommend that you check them out. Now, the first is Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And this is a model that was developed by Abraham Maslow in his 1943 paper, A Theory of Human Motivation. And it was published in the very prestigious Psychological Review. Essentially, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a motivational theory in psychology made up of a five-tier model of human needs. Now, it's quite often shown as a pyramid, and it's proposed that us as humans, we work from the bottom to the top of the pyramid as we have each level of our needs met along the way. So logical next question, what exactly does this pyramid look like? I hear you ask. So the bottom layer of the pyramid is our psychological needs. And this includes basic needs like food, water, air, shelter, clothing, warmth, sex, sleep. Um, And these are considered the most important needs as they are essential to our survival. And therefore, these needs come first. They take precedent over all others. Now, the second layer is the need for safety. So all people want to experience order, predictability and control in their lives. And these can be fulfilled by family, by society and by circumstance. So some example of security needs include our emotional security, our financial security, law and order, social stability, accommodation stability and health stability as well. 
Now, moving on to the third level of the pyramid is the need of love and belonging, which incorporates intimate relationships and friendships. So these include the feeling of being part of a group. Now, that might be family, social, cultural, or essentially a business community as well. Moving up to the fourth level is that of the needs of self-esteem. And this includes both significance within yourself and also recognition from the outside world. So things such as prestige and feelings of accomplishment tie in here. And then the final level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the one of self-actualization. And this refers to achieving one's potential. And this includes your creative pursuits as well. So Maslow described this level as the desire to accomplish everything that you can and become the most that you can be. Now, reflecting on this uh, pyramid that Maslow has put together for us, the first two of these layers are referred to as our basic needs, the second two as the psychological needs, and the final level is the self-fulfillment need. Now, a slightly more modern take on this is Tony Robbins's six core human needs, and I really love this model. So this works with similar reasoning to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but it's adapted a little bit more to the current world, the current state of being. Now, according to Tony Robbins, we are all driven by the need to fulfill six basic core human needs. All right, so these are not just our desires or our wants, but profound needs which serve as the basis for every single choice that we make. All right, so everything and everyone are motivated to satisfy these six core human needs. So natural question, what are these six core human needs? They are certainty, variety, significance, connection, growth, and contribution. So I'm going to have a little run through these because as I said, they're driving all of our behavior and they also hold the key to engaging our staff on a very human to human level. Firstly, a quick sip of tea. You guys know how much tea I drink and it is pouring rain here in Byron Bay today. We're in the midst of a really floody kind of time. So I'm just drinking tea all day long. So delicious. Okay, back to what we were talking about. So the first core human need is that of certainty. And that is certainty that we will be comfortable, meaning that we can avoid pain and experience pleasure. So the need for certainty is a fundamental survival instinct, something that we all strive for to a greater or lesser extent. Moving on to our second core need, that of variety, and that is that we need variety and uncertainty in our lives too. So as much as we need the certainty, we also need the variety. So this is variety and challenges that exercise our our emotional and physical range, right? So variety is truly the spice of life and the quality of our life is really directly related to the amount of uncertainty that we can comfortably live with, right? So certainty is very important, but being able to grow and stretch ourselves and have that kind of uncertainty and variety is really important too. So the more uncertainty that we can live with, the more we'll achieve, the more we'll learn, and the more alive we'll feel. Moving on now to the third core human need. And I know I'm coming thick and fast at you guys here. So pause and go back if you need to. But every person needs 
needs to feel important and wanted, all right? So when we're babies, when we come into the world, we really feel like we're number one, right? And this need stays with us, this need to feel special and important and significant in some way, and that has shaped who you are today. So we can feel significant by building something or achieving something. We can also feel significant by you know, tearing something away or tearing someone down. So significance has two sides of the coin as do all of these core human needs. So there can be good sides to it. There can be bad sides to it. Or a better way to say that is resourceful and unresourceful ways to get this need of significance. All right. So Significance can also come from comparing yourself to others. I'm sure we are all really familiar with this, but at its most positive, it leads you to raise your standards. And at worst, um, it can lead you to, you know, this, it can feel like a need to show others that you're worthy, right? So really when we're looking at this core need of significance, we want to be developing an internal capacity for the feeling of significance, all right? Now, moving on to our fourth core human need, that is of love and connection. Now, usually when we're in everyday life, we're talking about love and when we're in business, we're talking about connection, although that is rapidly changing these days, which is pretty cool. All right. So everyone has this need for connection with other human beings. All right. Everyone strives and hopes for connection. And, you know, we need to be in order to survive, we really, we evolve from surviving in packs. So this need to come together as um, in unity with one another, it's being referred to as tribe, to come together in tribe um, and feel that connection with one another, it is actually a core human need. So this can be validated, um, you know, with our families, with our partners, in our relationships, but also in business as well. And I think that this is really an undersung hero in business. So now, I'd have to say, you know, I've been doing what I do here for a really long time. And I'd have to say that, you know, when I started out kind of mentoring coaching, I think that was about eight or nine years ago now, um, there wasn't really a strong business community. It was kind of, of course there was, but it was harder to access. And it's just like brought me so much joy over the past few years to see how much community building there is around businesses. Um, That's a lot of that is online, but it's also offline as well. So we're really meeting this need through business in terms of this connection that we need to other people. All right. So, That's the first four core human needs that Tony Robbins outlined, certainty, variety, significance, and connection. Now, these are referred to, or he refers to them as our biological or our personal needs. And it is that everyone needs to meet these needs all the time. Now, the second two needs or the last two needs I'm going to go into are more the needs of the spirit. And this, according to Tony, is what help us live really fulfilled and valuable, meaningful lives. So the fifth core human need is that of growth. And that is that we need to constantly be developing emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually, right? There is this universal law around growth that, you know, you're either green and growing or dead and rotting. I'm terrible at sayings, but it's something similar to that. Okay. But there's no middle middle ground. You don't just get to kind of tread water in the middle. You're either moving towards something. And if you're not moving towards something, you're actually moving away from it. Okay. So 
anything that you want to remain vibrant in your life or growing in your life, that might be money, it might be, you know, it might be to do with your physical self, your relationships, your happiness, the way that you experience love. Um, it needs to be cultivated, it needs to be developed and expanded. Uh, otherwise, without that kind of love and attention towards it, it will start to um, disintegrate away from you. All right. So in order to really keep what you have, you want to really focus on continuing to grow it. Okay. So that was the fifth need of growth. That's one of the needs of the spirit. And then the sixth need is that of contribution. This one's really cool. I love it. So everything in the universe contributes beyond itself or essentially it's eliminated. All right. So um, really a lot of emotional problems arise when, when, we, when we're not contributing, right? When we start to focus really internally just on ourselves, on our own problems, on our own situation. However, when we start contributing our energy, so making it outward facing and contributing our energy, be that time, attention, focus, work, money to our partner, to our family, to our colleagues, um, this is where we get a huge amount of fulfillment and meanings in our life, all right? So it's a really strong contributing factor to our personal development and to our spiritual fulfillment. I mean, you could even think about, you know, the people that live the most fulfilling lives and meaningful lives that you know, they probably contribute a whole lot to their family, their friends and their communities around them. All right. So team, I've taken a little while to dive deep into each of these core human needs because if you truly want to engage your team, this is an excellent framework for how to do that. It really will help you understand what is deeply driving, whether it's your employees, your contractors, your community, it'll help you understand it from a really deep level. Okay. So the spoiler alert here is team engagement is not just all about free cookies and lunchtime workout sessions. To truly lead and engage your team from a place of authenticity, you need to be willing to dive into what is really driving them from a human needs perspective. Okay. So logically, the next question you might have is either how well are you currently meeting your, the needs of your team or how can you meet them even better? So what I'm going to do is I'm sure that you had some of these examples running through your head as I was working through those core human needs, but I'm just going to run through them again lightly just so we could have a think about this in how we apply it as a, to a business context. So another quick sip of tea. You guys can really tell now how that I don't edit my podcast. Um, so let's have a think about the first core human need, and that is the need of certainty for your employees. So let's think, how can your employees actually gain that core human need of certainty, or if you're looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, stability from you? So do they know their hours? Are, are they really cognizant? Do they understand what the expectations of them are? Do they have their roles and responsibilities clearly outlined? Do they have KPIs and milestones in place? And do you provide a really stable work environment and even keeled leadership for them? 
Okay. So have a think about when your employee or your contractor, and I should just make that little disclaimer here. Um, it's exactly the same for employees, contractors, suppliers, your business community. This framework can be applied to everyone. So do they have certainty when they're working with you? Are you providing that really nice, stable environment? So when they come to work or come to engage with you, they know what they're going to get. Um, and also, is their role stable? Do they have that core feeling of stability and certainty? Okay, next up, let's think about variety. So, you know, are your team just on this kind of set and forget mode? Are they just rolling out the same task day to day? Or do you allow for some variety within what they're doing? Okay, so is there an opportunity for your team to learn new skills and to gain new experience? Is the work that they're doing, is it varied and is it interesting? Are they taking, are you um, maybe putting them through a course so that they can sharpen up on their skills? What variety are you sort of introducing into your team environment um, so that it doesn't get same old, same old and boring, okay? So really ask yourself is how could you introduce more variety into your team member's role? Okay, now moving on to significance for your employees. Um, do they does do they feel significant in terms of their role in achieving your company's purpose? Now that's kind of a big one because you need to know what your company purpose is or your business purpose is, so that your team members are really cognizant of how they're contributing to that. Okay, now. Also in terms of significance, are there tasks and responsibilities? Are they purposeful? Right? We all know, everyone listening to this, I'm sure that you have had a dead-end job before, like where you just had to do data entry or make ridiculous calls, something like that. I had plenty of those jobs. Um, and that need for significance just wasn't met there and it was soul-destroying. It feels totally soul-destroying. So make sure that the tasks that you're giving your employees are really purposeful. They have meaning and that they have meaning within their work overall as well. So ask yourself, how could you increase their feelings of significance within the company? Similarly, if your team are doing something really great, they're really overperforming, they're kicking it out of the ballpark, are you acknowledging that? Are you giving them the significance that they deserve? Of course, this is a bit easier to do when they're kicking it out of the ballpark, but it also should be incorporated into your everyday as well. Okay, next up is love and connection for your employees. Now, like I said, typically we use love for personal connection for business, but I feel like that's all changing these days. So do your employees have good relationships with one another? with you, with your suppliers and with your community? Do they feel connection? Do they come to work and feel like they've landed within their crew? And if not, this is a good time for you to ask yourself, how could you provide an environment that's more supportive of connection between your team members, contractors, suppliers and broader community? Okay, on to these final two, the needs for spirit. Now, I mean, you get these right in a workplace and you are like on fire. It is awesome. So thinking about growth for your employees. So we all have this need for learning and growth. And how are you providing that? for your employees. Now, this is really interesting because recently I read a book and it was talking about a big study that was done in the UK. And when you take out sort of financial remuneration from someone's um, desire to do a role, for example, 
actually the core driver about which business or which company a millennial will go and work for. It is related to how much um, they're able to learn and progress on the job. So actually this need for growth is driving millennials. They'll even take less pay if they actually have the opportunity to learn more within a role. Okay. So keep that in mind. If you want to attract and retain the best talent, um, or even just retain the existing talent that you have right now, you always want to be upskilling your employees, okay? So providing external training so that they can not only be stimulating themselves, but they can also bring that learning back into your business as well. Okay, this is really important and something that we really focus on in my team is how we how we always constantly, not constantly, but how we how and where are we investing into our growth? And what I love is sometimes the team turn around to me, they're like, well, how are you investing in your growth at the moment? And it really keeps me accountable to doing this as well. Okay. Now finally contribution for your employees. So do your employees and your broader community, do they understand the company's bigger picture, right? Can they see and feel the impact of their work of their clients and customers? And are they contributing outside of themselves? right? This is so important. Um, it's one that we quite often forget about as business owners because we're just keeping all the cogs turning and the wheels going around. But really, once we've got systems and, you know, processes in place to get a lot of those things automated and ticking off and people doing their jobs, how are we contributing to the greater good? And these are the companies that are absolutely firing. These are the employees that are super engaged when they can feel their connection to purpose, to meaningful work, to growth, and also to contribution um, for a better planet, really, better people, better planet, uh, just contribution to something that is bigger than themselves. Okay. So listeners, as a leader, because I know lots of business owners are listening in here, um, these are some really good questions for you to contemplate on a regular basis to continue to challenge yourself and really ask yourself, how can you provide an even better work environment and engaged and inspiring leadership? Okay. Now, here is the kicker when we're thinking about these core human needs. If you can meet four of these needs for your employee, you will have a match, 100%. Now, if you can meet five of these needs, you'll have a keeper, someone that's going to stay with you for quite a while. But if you can meet six of these needs, they will never leave, all right? And you can actually apply that not only to business, but also to your hobbies, to your pursuits, to interests, all right? How many, when you think about... Um, I don't know, maybe you go to a particular yoga class, all right? Have a think about these core human needs, the certainty, the variety, the significance, uh, the connection, the growth, the contribution. If you get all of these needs met somewhere or by an activity, you will never leave it, okay? So that's what we want is employees that are truly engaged in their work, being connected to the people around them and the greater vision of the business, to be nourished, to be challenged within their role and also to really feel meaning and growth within their work. So there you have it, folks. That was pretty thick and fast at you. So you might want to kind of jot down a few notes or even go back and have a little lesson, sorry, a re-listen or go back and do a bit more um, research into Maslow's hierarchy of needs or even Tony Robbins' six core needs. They're absolute gold um, when you're looking really, I mean, at engaging your employees, but also for the rest of your life as well. 
So to remember, guys, is that there is a reason behind every behavior. And once you're brave enough as a business owner to tap into the psychology and the consciousness that exists as an opportunity within your business, you will find that it is truly a metaphor for life and an incredible opportunity for learning and growth on a multi-leveled approach. Okay? So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. And if you have, of course, I'm happy to answer any extra questions that you've got over on Instagram. I typically post on a Friday. I put a call out for Q&A and you never know. uh, Your queue could have a long podcast response like this in terms of my A. So I get so many great questions over there. Actually, lots lately around meaning and purpose, which I'm loving. Um, And I'll be throwing down some episodes on those here. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed. Please do come over on Instagram, hang out and just remember that collectively we are stronger together. And so I'd love to support you, support your growth along the way. So have a ripper week out there, folks, and I will see you right back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you never want to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. I'm also dropping some juicy business building tips on Instagram. So head over to at Owners Collective to join in the fun. And finally, folks, if you're hungry for a deep dive into the entrepreneurial story behind some of the best businesses around, be sure to listen to my other podcast, One Wild Ride, where we talk all things good business, positive impact, and epic adventures with the most inspiring entrepreneurs around.